Hello everyone! It's the second time that we're here and that I'm, I'm that I'm here. Oh my god, I'm still nervous to do this. I'm so excited. Uh, because today is going to be very exciting. Um, and for everyone who, well, if you don't know me, I'm Marcella uh, Duby. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm a presenter and a live streamer on Twitch and, uh, well, also in the gaming industry for quite some time. But when you think you're in this industry for a while, then we will have someone in a little bit who is there for a much longer time. Uh, so I'm almost, you can call me a noob. Um, all right, so I do a little introduction about today. Um, welcome everyone who is watching right now. Hello, good to have you here. Um, today we're going to have, well, the main topic of today is going to be the history of video gaming and development of the gaming industry. Um, after that, we will talk about the development of game design. And the third is going to be the prediction for the future of gaming in the next 5 and 15 years. And after that, yeah, yeah, we're going to play Time Raiders Close Beta. And that's going to be fun, I can tell you. I opened it quickly and I closed it as well because I want to, like, show it to you all. Um, but before we all do all of that, I'm not going to do this all by myself. So I will switch to my lovely guests of today. Hello, Matthew Neggy, Neggy, I always fail. <laughs> <laughs> you do, not too bad. Uh, we say Neggy, but Neggy. it's all good. Okay. It's all good. Don't I'm worry. I'm just going to call you Matthew. Neggy. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew. Well, for everyone, you can see your the, the name uh, in the screen, so um, yeah, they can Google you. So that's easy. Um, <laughs> to do a little introduction about you, because you are uh, 25 year uh, in the gaming industry. And uh, you are the designer of the Die Hard Trilogy and Alien Trilogy for PlayStation 1. And now you're lead designer and economist of the Time Raiders. And next to that, you're also working on hidden object games from Telltale Games. Um, and working on Battle Rise from the game studio Triumph Games. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I love, I love this. I'm very excited. I am busy. You are busy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit more about you and also how did you start even working in the gaming industry? <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I'm Matthew Nagy. Um, I, um, I live in England. I'm originally from New York, was born in New York. Um, I came to England to avoid law school and be in rock band. <laughs> um, but uh, we were big in Norwich, but that didn't really do much, unfortunately. Um, but I met somebody who was in the video games industry working for probe entertainment and i said to him oh, i've got a great idea for a game and he said that is a good idea for a game let me introduce you to my boss and i just i absolutely was right place right time i lucked into the lead design job on die hard trilogy followed immediately by alien trilogy i even personally mapped all the levels of the die hard 2 section then I did Batman and Robin um, for Probe Entertainment, who were bought by Acclaim. And this was all PlayStation 1 days, Die Hard Trilogy and Alien Trilogy, still in the top 10 PlayStation games of all time. Um, and um, yeah, that was it. Then, then I left Probe Entertainment. I started my own companies. We were Coyote Developments. We were like uh, Mr. Wolf from um from uh pulp fiction you know we fixed people's problems quietly <laughs> in the background but uh, we changed our name to attractive games which sounds a bit like a porn industry but we made games that were beautiful and that people really liked to play mm -hmm. so we called ourselves attractive games 
And we did games for every single Nintendo platform at the wow. time. GameCube and, and the N64, N64, then GameCube, and then the Wii, and the, and it was great. Impressive. Like, I'm, I'm always honest to interview you. I mean, hello, you are in this industry for so long. And then I thought I was left doing this for a while. Um, all right, and you are a game designer, but what does it mean? And what do you have to do exactly in your job? Because maybe there are people here watching and be like, well, I want to be like him. I want to be like Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Um, get, you know, it's really funny. I've had so many people come up to me and go, oh, I've got this idea for a game. And then they tell me a story. And I'm like, that's not a game. That's a story. Go write a screenplay. You know, go write yeah. a movie script or something like that. You know, a, a game a game's very different. You know, uh, um, if you have a good idea for gameplay mm -hmm. and and you can get a bunch of guys together and just like without any ex fancy graphics, if you can get that gameplay and 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 somehow create the gameplay in a little prototype and give it to somebody. I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, the story of Tetris. You know, the the the, uh, the it was given to the lead of this company. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm, I'm terrible at recall like that. But and uh, he said, this is this game is fantastic. And they said, you like it? And he went, no, no, I really I dislike it. I think it's awful, but it's absolutely fantastic. And they said, how do you know? He said, it's going to do very well. How do you know? He said, because my secretary has not stopped playing it in three days. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's the mark of a good game. Everyone I played it. You know, yeah. I love Nintendo games because they take a few little simple gameplay things and they just permutate them and permutate them. And, you know, you don't need 500 things to do. You need one really good thing to do and yeah. a few permutations of it. Yeah, and I mean, some easier games, and I do like easier, like, quote, because, is, you know, some of them are so much better than ones that are huge, crazy, whatever, because... It's sometimes like that's why I always like um, indie games as well because sometimes they're so beautiful or there is a story behind it that is so good. Uh, so it's not always about or the graphics or sometimes th there's so much more behind it. Um, so and I think there's a big audience for it as well. Um, so that's good. And um, <laughs> I'm just so yeah, to guys. You know, I, I would say to you if you want it, you know, if you think you have a good idea for a game. I don't want to discourage you because, you know, the backstory of a game is important. Yeah. You know, like one of my favorite games of all time is Ico. I think that transformed mm. the, tra oh, the games the industry. What is because it? it was it was your character was you yeah. and silent. And the whole premise of the game was that you had to take care of the other character. Oh. And I just thought, wow, that really engages the player emotionally. Yeah. I just thought it was an absolutely fantastic game. But my my all-time favorite games are the Zelda games. And the Breath of the Wild, I put, I think I put literally weeks worth of gameplay. I played it for absolutely months because I wanted to do everything and yeah. see everything like a completionist. Yeah. I'm a well, completionist gamer. I know? think so many people are totally into it from the old times till now. Um, so, yeah, it... They've done a good job to make a good game. Um, and um, what did people think of your job back in the 90s? Because I remember when I said I want to do computer science uh, and why. Well, I want to do, you know, coding like games. They were looking like me like, ha, you nerd. So 
I can imagine that in the nineties, like you know, when I um, when I was born, um, that people were like, "Wow, what are you doing? What is that? What is that? What you're doing?" Yeah, yeah, you must have been in nappies when I was making my first game. Basically, <laughs> most my likely, goodness. yeah, everything is from before my time, and I'm not even that young, so. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, um, you know, I, 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 you know, when the PlayStation came out, you know, and it kind of made 3D gaming um, more commonplace. You know, it was really, it was just a really interesting time in general for the computer games industry. It was so great to be there at the start of that console, mainstream console. Um, um, I was going to say arena, um, era. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, see my English flubs occasionally too. <laughs> it's even your first language. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got American and English. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I have yeah. no excuse. Um, you know, it was, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it was a fascinating time. There were still some fantastic 2D games, absolutely brilliant 2D games that came out in much higher res, beautiful games at the time as well, little side scrollers and, you know, Street Fighter and all, you know, all those kind of things. But like the 3D, the birth of the 3D, you know, Die Hard Trilogy was basically three different types of 3D game. And we, we took our inspiration from our favorite arcade games. This was when arcade came into the house, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, so we wanted to make like a driving game, like, like the, the driving game that we were playing at the time. And we wanted to make like a 3D scroller, like, um, I can't remember where we were, uh, and we, um, which one we, we, we were thinking of at the time, but we made this, you know, three Die Hard one is all 3D kind of world. And then the first person shooter, we were like, everybody was playing Virtua Cop with the light gun at the time. Yeah. So, you know, this Die Hard 2 was all on rails. It was a virtual shooter. It was, it was just so, so brilliant. It was such a great time to, to come into the games industry. But anyway. did, did people like it that you were doing this stuff? Because I think it's quite hard to, to tell people like, hey, this is my job and this is how it works. I was, I was a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Oh. And I, I loved Dungeons and Dragons growing <laughs> up, which is obviously paper and pencil yeah. and, and dice and your imagination, mm -hmm. you know? but I made the dungeons. So when I came over to England to be in a band and, you know, we were pretty popular. We could draw 250 people in Norwich, but we couldn't get anybody to London. So sadly we never <laughs> signed a record contract. But um, and when I got into the games industry, it was literally, I mean, I was act literally making maps on graph paper to scale for the guys to build to mm -hmm. then create the levels. And, you know, so all the people who I'd grown up with, when they found out it was in the games industry, they were like, that makes perfect sense for you, Matt. You know, you know. They saw the fit. Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when I started my first company, when, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we were accused by our company of of, of um, inciting to leave and make our own company. Mm -hmm. And so they fired us and we thought, well, that was a great idea. We should do that. So we, we did. And the programmer who came with me and the artist who came with me, the programmer said, Matt, for once, I'd like to make a game where we actually get 90% of your ideas into the game. So that that's how we started my first wow. company, Coyote Developments. So, And then anyway. we go way back. But then, I mean, you had, well, you have so much experience already now. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm so excited about talking about everything about 
you know, like before and also what we think will happen later. Um, yeah. Last one for now, because after that, we're going to talk about the history. Um, what game title have you worked on that you're most proud of, of looking back? Or maybe proud of, or maybe like, well, that was the most hardest one. So I, I'm proud of that one. You know, uh, wow. I mean, I love the two games I'm working on at the moment, but I'm going to save those for the end. You know, Battle Rise Kingdom of Champions with my Triumph Games uh, hat on, Mm -hmm. um, which is actually going to launch in the next two months. I'll talk about that later. I'm very proud of that game. It's a beautiful game. Um, And Time Raiders is... Time Raiders is my swan song. It is going to be my last game design. And I'm really, really proud of it. So I'm so glad that you're going to show it to everybody. Um, really proud of it. But if if I'm if I'm to go back, I have to say Batman and Robin is was my um, my crowning glory in my early years. Mm-hmm. We effectively made you know like ten square miles of Gotham City, <laughs> streaming off of the PlayStation disc as you drove around the city. Yeah. And I mean basically we made we made GTA before they made GTA. <laughs> you made it popular before it was popular. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and and you and you were Batman and, and you're Batman Robin or Batgirl. You were yeah. Batman and you had you did the detective work back at the Batcave to try to figure out the crime before it happened. And then there was a before, during, and after state. So if you figured it out, you got there before, mm-hmm. the level was a little bit easier. Yeah. If you got there after you missed the you missed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh well i think overall you will be you will be proud of everything because in the end there's like a stamp of you and you know it's blood sweat and tears put into it so yeah i think i think the most coolest thing is when you worked on something and you see others play and they're, they're like liking it then you're like well i've done my job so that's perfect exactly um, exactly well, that was a little bit more about you. Later on, we go deeper into the games. Um, now, I do have my papers with me because, you know, I am not a superwoman, sort of, but not like fully. So um, I, uh, I'm i going to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of video game and the development of the gaming industry. Uh, starting off way before I was born, 1970s. Uh, Atari and arcade gaming. Um, the first customer video game was the arcade video game Computer Space in 1971, and in 1972 came the I- iconic hit arcade game Pong. Well, everyone heard of it, but I don't think everyone played it. Um, Pong was a huge success, and this led to a flood of other coin-operated arcade manufacturers entering the market and creating the arcade gaming industry. Namco, Atari, Williams Electronics, Stern, Elec- Electronics, and Nintendo. Um, I'm going to ask you what you think about computer space, Pong. You might have played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're muted. I yeah. muted you're myself. Back. Yeah. Yes, Pong. I've I, I got to laugh. Pong it was like absolutely, it was the greatest, greatest thing. We're like, whoa, what is this? And like it absorbed us for absolutely hours. We were, we were just kids. Yeah. Hilariously, the inventor of Pong, Nolan Bushnell, I have the privilege of working with him again right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, like, my my um my battle rise game is going on in uh, a crypto platform called Moxie.io, and um and he's he's the chief knowledge officer of that. But again, we can save that for later. We can talk about that later. But oh yeah, I remember. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I, I remember I've seen it, but, you know, um, <clears throat> I was um, not even there. Um, then I have to say correctly, though, the at-home console uh, in 1972, uh, Magnavox Odyssey was released, which was the world's first commercial console. Can, did I say that correct? I think so, yeah. Magnavox. Okay. In 1975, Atari took this idea and released at home consoles with Pong, enabling unrestricted access to video games for the first time. And the industry grew quickly during the golden age of arcade video games from the late 1970s to early 1980s. So, yeah, it has been growing quite a lot because, of course, people could play it at home. And that's uh, that was something that everyone wanted. Same with, like, you know, watching television. If you had, like, the luck, you had the first television and also probably the first console. Did you own anything of that? One of the first... Oh, uh, my, good my goodness, the... Um the early atari uh loved the early atari yeah you used to have to tune it in on this on the channel yeah uh, you used to hook it up to the the aerial and you'd have to tune in the channel for the atari but i loved the games i loved the 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 dungeon game and and uh and then it just got even better and better yeah. but you know it was when we got to sega mega drive and and the first snes that was when I think gaming really came to life and came mainstream at Hell. Yeah. But I think you're getting there in your yep. in your history. My, my history list. Um well it's crazy if you if you see how quick everything goes. I mean, I'm 32 and uh, we were talking about this a couple of days ago that, oh, can you remember that you had to dial in to get internet and then when your mom was saying, Now you have to go over your internet because otherwise we can't call. Um for for people now, like children. They're, they're literally stuck on their phones, on their consoles or whatever. They are having internet 24-7 if the parents don't restrict them. It's crazy how fast that is going. I, I think I had the first Nokia that has like... It was a gray screen or black and white, but it had like colors on the side. So when someone was calling, it had lights and everyone was like, Wow, that's so cool. And I think my... Uh, uh, the sort of case, it was Winnie the Pooh. It's like in the in the madness. And I was like super cool. So it's so crazy how quick that is going. And oh man, then you're like, or you're like, whoa, we're very old. Or the technology just goes very quick as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I love how technology has increased and increased and increased. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, it, Many years ago, somebody said, at some point in the future, they're forecasting, some point in the future, you're going to hold something in your hand <laughs> yes. that is going to be like make the world look like magic. And, you know, that's happened. Basically. It's true. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to 1983, the video game crash. In 1983, the North American video game industry experienced a major crash due to a number of factors, including an oversaturated game console market, competition from computer gaming, and a surplus of overhyped, low-quality games. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Do you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, there were there were some really terrible games that came out on the consoles at the time. <laughs> All companies were making games probably because they want to, you know, step into this really popular thing. You know, and everyone thought they could do it very cheaply and mm. make millions. You know, is the get-rich-quick. Yeah. But. Anyway, yeah, it did. It, yeah, it, it it crashed the market. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was fifteen. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yes. Um. Then we go to nineteen eighty-five. Next generation consoles. 
Following the crash, the industry uh, matured, dominated by Japanese companies such as Nintendo, Sega, and Sony, uh, the, and established practice and methods around the development and distribution of video games to prevent a similar crash in the future. In 1989, the first major handheld games console arrived. The gamers could play what they wanted, whenever they wanted, and wherever they wanted. And this led to the success of the Game Boy. Um, some iconic games uh, that are still thriving 30 years on hit the shelves. Mario, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Zelda, and Street Fighter. Yeah, and then I was not born yet, but 1989 was one year before that. And, of course, the whole Nintendo part and the handheld part, yeah. That part I remember when I was young as well. Like Game Boy Color later on, that was something I got, and I was like, "Whoa, static about it!" It was so cool. Yeah, that was brilliant, brilliant time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you had a handheld quick? Uh, I had. Um, I did have an early Game Boy. Uh, man, when the first Game Boys only had four colors. Oh. <laughs> four different colors of gray, <laughs> but still the games were just brilliant. You know. Just, I loved the Nintendo games. Or hmm. again, I, I, you know, I love Sony, I love Microsoft, I loved Sega at the time, the Sega Mega Drive, uh, my Sonic and Hedgehog. Forget about it, you know. But, but the Game Boy, when the Game Boy came, it was like, oh, this is so cool, you know. Yeah. Well, my it paved the way for mobile phone gaming, you know. Oh, by the way, guys, if you hear sound, that is my mouse. That if I'm not moving it. It's like chilling, and when I move it again, it's like doo -doo -doo. so. It's not your computer; it's mine. Everything goes well. Um, but what are your views about the crash and how the market recovered? Like, yeah, I is it a normal thing that happened? Um, there's an interesting cycle every time. Um, so you know, console sales they go up and up, but of course, technology advances. So. Um, you know, they I and mean, they do spend, you know, hundreds of millions of R&D into the next console that they make yeah. and making whatever decisions they make. So, you know, so so when Sony PlayStation sales start to drive down, obviously, they've got to bring out PlayStation 2. And then when PlayStation 2 sales start to go down, they got to be about PlayStation 3. And and then they do interesting things when PlayStation 2 goes down. In price, they have to put the price down and down and down so they can bring out a new 500 pound console. Yep. But then they start selling the PlayStation 2s to other areas around the world to bring gaming to everybody equally. So, I, you know, I think I think it, it's always going to come in waves and cycles. Yep. Is just part of the ebb and flow of it's the important industry. even. I think yes. it's an important thing. If like if it only goes up, it's with everything in life. If it only goes up, it's not going well. It you has to it has to go a bit like like a wave because they learn from it they know what they can improve um and might you know they might get lazy if everything goes too perfect so in that way it's good yeah. that sometimes it has to go everywhere so they keep on you know checking what they have to do to improve um yeah. then we go to the 990s multiplayer experience because of the rise of the pc and the internet multiplayer games emerge both on console and pc Doom, Quake, Counter-Strike, Zelda, World of Warcraft, and RuneScape were all on the rise. Hey, and that's the moment that I stepped into gaming, because um, where you were talking about Zelda, playing Zelda for hours, uh, for me it was... Um, uh, I say it every time, and now I keep forgetting. Well, I played WoW, World of Warcraft, like, oh, for so long. But oh, before yeah. that, oh, Conquer Online. That was my first game that I was, like, fully into. I was even slaughtering things while I was sleeping. I remember uh, that my friends were saying, like, you're, like, even talking about the game <laughs> while you're sleeping. Like, okay, this is bad. 
uh, yeah. yeah, I think um, that was like, for me. Like yeah, like and saying these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was the time that I started playing those things. Of course, I'd had the Game Boy, but not like fully, fully gaming. I think I was 13, 14 years old, Conquer Online. Yeah, and I think yeah. I was like around, you have vanilla with all of Warcraft and then um, Burning Crusades, the first expansion. That was the one I started playing. So, yeah, yeah also a long time ago. Interesting little factoid. World of Warcraft at one point had the eighth largest economy in the world. Wow. In-game commerce, which, you know, but of course it wasn't real currency, but yeah. still very, yeah. very interesting little factoid. But Yeah, but that game, that got me hooked so much. And I think for me, it was like a sort of perfect moment of escaping the real life because, you know, you got accepted and, um, and oh man, it was so, so much that even when I went out, like later on when I was uh, older, that me and my friends, she said, shall we play some World of Warcraft later? Like, sure. And we had a lot of times that we had our old laptops who were very old and they were way too hot and almost dying every time we were playing. And then we were just sitting there with energy drinks and like chips and popcorn. And that's how we were playing World of Warcraft for nights. I, I remember I was playing um, on the attic from her sort of hallway because that was her second part where I had the computer. There was a screen, like a big ass, you know, like a box. And um, and it was put on the freezer. And I was literally sitting with my legs to the side, having a keyboard on it with a big ass screen. That's how I was playing World of Warcraft. And then you could hear like the sounds the whole time. Man, I, I sometimes I just want to like travel a little bit back and enjoy how I enjoyed World of Warcraft by then. Because it never got me back to that high because the more it's became a bigger game you know there's too much happening in the game and what i said sometimes a little bit more easy and together is much more fun than something that is way too too big like the big yeah. game too, too complicated sometimes oh. you know it, yeah. you have to have like a job in playing that game to even do stuff it's it's too much it's too much well you, you know that interesting you say that because you know people started um farming uh you know, the word farming came up where people would go and do the jobs in those games like World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah. that nobody wanted to do anymore the and, and get a bunch of commodities together yeah. and then sell them to other people, yeah. you know, and they would start to make real money, you know, <laughs> farming for somebody else. It's like fishing everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Good times, though. Good times. And then we go to... um 2000s, a console first gaming, Interest 5, Interest 6, Microsoft, Xbox 360, Sony's PlayStation 3, and Nintendo's Wii arrived at uh, as the next generation of high-definition gaming. Each console launched exclusive titles in order to attract new players to their ecosystem. Sony offered Gran Turismo, Little Big Planet, Last of Us, while Microsoft offered the legendary Halo, Crackdown, Gears of War, and more. Um, what are your views on the gaming console era? I, I love the gaming console era. Um, you know, that was, we were in our heyday at that point. I was running my own company, making our own games. We wound up adopting the Nintendo platforms, although we did get to work on PlayStation and, and Xbox as well. But, um, you know, I was just, uh, it was a great time. Beautiful games were being made. People were very, very clever. It was the 
invention of different uh, technologies, different rendering technologies that would make things look more and more realistic for those who wanted it realistic or cartoon renderers that would make it look like turn a 3D game to look like a 2D game mm-hmm. movie in action. It was a brilliant, absolutely brilliant time. But of course, and maybe this is in your notes, then the disruptive technology came and the iPhone was released and the mm-hmm. Android phones were released. And man, <laughs> what a what a change, what a game changers they were, literally. Yeah. Which you're coming to, I think, in your history. I apologize. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's the next step. You know it very well. 2010 and, well, later, arrival of mobile and FTP, so free-to-play games. Yeah, in 2010, uh, Rovio, the team behind Angry Birds, oh, heck, um, saw an opportunity in offering a free game with adverts and an option to pay to remove them. This eventually unlocked m- more like new revenue streams. Um, instead of charging a fixed cost to access and play a ge- game for like forever, mobile players were able to try the game for free and enjoy a typically restricted but fully playable experience. This led to the creation of some extremely popular games, such as Clash of Clans, Boom Beach, Candy Crush, uh, say, say, Sage, Sage, Sage. What? I'm, I'm like, I'm li- re- like reading this like saga. <laughs> my, my, my brain is like, whoa, couldn't read it. This is very small. I have to tell you this. Uh, Temple Run, Fruit Ninja, Plants uh, vs Zombie, Tap Tap Revenge. Um, what was there any favorite mobile game for you? Oh my, uh, we were, uh, Clash of Clan was just like, it just, they, you know, Clash of Clans actually, uh, they were genius what they did. They actually employed a couple of psychologists in, into the game design and the economy side. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, the creation of guilds and, and, and the bit, you know, Clash of Clans, you play the first 10 days, nobody can raid you. You're mm-hmm. building up, you're building up, and then one day you open your game and everything's been destroyed. Oh. And then it, it regenerates, yeah. but that moment of it being destroyed is like, oh, and it makes you want to build your defenses better because you don't want to ever see that again. And it was just a genius, genius move yeah. within game design to get some psychologists aboard into the design and economy because people would start parting with cash i mean that's why those guys were bought for billions you know Crazy. It, there's people just sometimes forget how much money is involved in the whole gaming industry it's it's a lot it's a lot um, the gaming industry has overtaken years ago overtook movies and, and music, music and television and video yeah. all together all yeah. added together yeah it's oh it's crazy like people always think like gaming oh gaming but in the end everyone is a gamer i mean my mom plays stuff on her phone she's a gamer like everyone who's doing anything of that is a gamer and um uh people always think like oh the movie industry music because you know we're listening music the whole day but the whole thing is that the gaming is it's is as much bigger than everything combined so yeah, I think companies are not doing anything with gaming now, or you know, not interested in it. They have to like step up the game, literally. <laughs> they literally have to step up. It should be you know, for people them to started do. gamifying education because yeah. they're like, whoa, you know, this interactive stuff. This is really interesting. This is, everybody seems to like it. So education, you know, they begin gamify this and gamify that and gamify learning how to, you know, use your technology at home and. 
you know, I mean, somebody gamified how to teach people um, medical operations for yep. surgeons. Or, you know, you're getting your driving license. You know, they gamified the, the bit, you know, there's that little test where you're actually watching the video and you have to say this and say that while you're mm -hmm. watching the video. So, yep. yeah. It all has to Absolutely. do with games. Um, then in 2017, the seasonal pass came along. Um, the seasonal pass model is the concept of releasing a game and, you know, adding content over the lifetime of a game. Yep. It is free to download and access with the progression mechanics being locked behind the season pass as the subscription is typically referred to. Uh, this model was uh, very popular through numerous games, but the most famous one, Epic Game launch of Fortnite 2017, and of course, uh, the social and cultural phenomenon, PUBG. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, so we all know that because, I mean, 2017 is not so long a time ago, this season up as 100% something that a lot of people still use <laughs> it's a very good game model oh yeah you know? i mean a good, a good revenue model rather i you know? i do myself a battle pass in um apex legends every month every time and i am going till the middle of the night to get the 110 to get everything out of it because i pay 10 euro and i will make use of it but exactly. it's also gives me the extra uh <laughs> thing like i want to play because when I'm done with the, the battle pass, I'm like, oh, what to do now? So it's it's a double uh, for people like pass owner. So when you play like uh, for me in my way to Apex Legends, you can have a battle pass. You can get extra skins, extra cool things in the game. Um, and I think a lot of people do it because there's just normally you you can buy skins or whatever. But now you get skins the while you're playing. So there's like just just 10 euro instead of like every time when you want to buy something it's 10 euro yep. so i think it's super smart um and it's 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 worth the money most of the time if they're like smart if they make a nice uh nice things that you can get out of it i mean there are some games who do it but the stuff you get out of it is like not worth it so yeah it's it's a, it's a good way to get money a brilliant game model because you know not everybody can afford 50 to 80 dollars or pounds or euros for for a game that you know they will get more out of it than watching several movies of the same you know they'll get two to three to five times as many hours as if they had paid for three or four movies of two hour length that add up to the same amount but now change it up you get you, you you bring the price way down to something people would part with, you know. Yeah. Ooh, I could get an extra Starbucks, or I can get a battle pass. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the battle pass loads hours and hours of entertainment. Yeah, and they have those passes, of course, as well, like an Xbox pass or something. You pay for a certain amount of something in a month, and yeah. you get like quite quite some games to play. Um, so, and I think it's super smart because sometimes people just want to try out games before, you know buy the whole bunch because some games are just very expensive and not everyone can afford it so and now they have for the same amount of money more fun so uh, very good uh 2020 plus new categories the arrival of the playstation 5 and xbox series x in the autumn of 2020 uh 2020 signaled the next generation of consoles Given the surging demand for game consoles due to the coronavirus pan uh, pandemic coupled with a chronic shortage of semiconductors Help me out. What is that? <laughs> um, 
Okay, well, everyone knows there was a big lockdown worldwide and everybody mm. knows that industry was just shut down in many places. So basically, Taiwan are the manufacturer of like over 90% of the world's computer chips that drive everything from washing machines to game consoles and automobiles and mm -hmm. you know whatever. So, you know, 2 years of not nobody making anything and nobody shipping anything and flying anything and freight stopping, you know. So there were shortages around the world. It's taking a while to get the wheels grinding again and yeah, get it's everybody not fully back, up, you know. Yeah, no, it takes quite some time because 2 years of shutdown in that matter. And it will take probably longer to get back fully on. Um, yeah. And don't get me going about <laughs> what a mistake I personally believe the whole thing was. But anyway. <laughs> um, well, we all hate that era. Like, there was no fun. Uh, so, but for the games industry, it was a boon. Oh, yeah. Because all everyone was sudden, at home. Everybody's stuck at home. I mean, if you look Lord. at Twitch as well, they're, they're, I think it exploded in my way. I don't. I didn't like it that much because the more streamers there are, the harder it is that people watch you because there's so much to offer. There's so much to see. Um, but of course, for like a Twitch or any thing like that it's perfect because it's been growing so much from viewers till people who started to stream because what else to do you know sitting at home while not stream and maybe make some money hopefully yeah. um well, well there's the rise of nft games as a result of all this yeah. this is that's when the nft games yep. the play to earn came on the market which i'll talk about in a moment yeah okay um I think it's perfect time to, uh, I will go to my single screen right now because I'm going to show me. Because we're going to look at a video, a little trailer. So I'm going to mute myself and uh, I'm going to show you a little bit of the video, like a video of the history of... I muted myself too quick. Video of gaming, <laughs> history of gaming. Oh, there we go. Yep, so there is a little short trailer of everything that happened in all these years. We go way, 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 way back. So back to Matthew as well. Um, yeah, we have now the community questions because we had some questions. Um, what would you like to ask a true game industry veteran about the history of future video gaming? So we asked the community that and we, of course, want to know what they had to say. Um, so there was a question by Rakeem F. Uh, he asked, is it true that no, not everybody's vision or what would make an awesome game, a video game, does not translate well unless you have a proof of concept being able to be done? For example, a playable proof of concept demo of uh, Bayonetta when it was being made for the first time. 
Interesting question. I kind of, I, I think I opened with this actually when we were talking about becoming a game designer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some games that have sold just on paper. It's they're few and far between, but like they, they were really well described. The story was good, was compelling, and the gameplay was very well described. And you know, there have been games where somebody said, "Yes, that will make a great game. Here, I'll fund it." You know, but that is rare. Um, it's easier. If you want to get in the games industry, it is easier to put something into somebody's hands mm-hmm. that is brilliant and compelling gameplay. You know, um, I, I I had the privilege of going to Viz Studios in Scotland, Dundee, many, many years ago when they were developing what became State of Emergency, which is the, the you know, the, the Brawl Riot game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I saw it when it was just little little boxes, lots of little boxes in the crowd. You know, and, and somebody was riling them up and they would change from green to yellow to red. They'd be angry and, you know, they'd start rioting and stuff like that. Mm. The game concept was brilliant. It was playable. You got it instantly. And then they developed it into the fantastic 3D character game that it became. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I agree. I think a prototype really helps. Um, I agree. Okay. And then we got a question by Lauren. What was the first video game you ever played? So really ever played? ever played mm-hmm. i mean i did play pong on a very very old console that you had to tune into the tv as i said yeah. and um you know um uh, the first game that i uh you know and then there was the atari console i loved that that little stupid little dungeon game that you had where you were a little dot running around it was brilliant it was such a such a great game um um but like yeah, the, those were amongst the first, but you know the arcade games. I loved Defender; that was brilliant. I loved the one with the trackball and the Missile Command was absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. You know, Double Dragon, Gauntlet, all like favorite childhood games. Many that was at the time when you had to put a quarter in. Oh wow! Rolls of quarters we would get for ten dollars, and we would you know all your pocket money for two or three weeks, <laughs> just so you can play a little bit of games. Yeah. Just so you can play the game and feed it and feed it and feed it. Yeah. You know, we wanted to get to the end of Double Dragon. It was a di- there was a different way of like paying for gaming. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, then we go to subject two, the development of game design. Uh, what defines a game with great game design? Um, again, you know, personally, my personal Bible is keep it simple. Don't have lots of, you know, have permutations of a couple of good gameplay features Mm -hmm. rather than trying to have 500 gameplay features that confuse the game yeah um i like the rock paper scissors methodology three good game things that each trump each other and then using permutations of those okay i I hope that makes sense keep it simple keep it simple yeah to start with um what are the most important game design developments and improvements you have encountered over the years Oh, wow. Game design. Uh, uh, um, let me cite a couple examples. Like I loved when Super Mario Galaxy came out mm-hmm. on the Wii, right? First of all, their use of the controller is brilliant. Then when the Wii U came out, the use of the Wii U controller, you know, just like, I, I love what they do anyway. Um, and, um, but Super Mario Galaxy, they designed the game on the little planets, and, you know, one of the things annoying about making a game is when the camera clips into the wall 
and like, you know, you can't see anything or, or a bit of the world disappears. Like it's so frustrating when you're making a game. Mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy was all on these little balls with the camera following you. <laughs> you never had that. I absolutely, I loved that. That was brilliant. Um, game design stuff. Um, I love the disruptive stuff. I love when Apple iPhone came out and started making games. It did put my company out of business, sadly, at the time, because the uh, Wii market dried up in one Christmas. But um, oh, wow. yeah, you know, but, and, and, and then, you know, you had budgets of 20 million plus at the time mm-hmm. for big games that sell for 50, 50 bucks, or you'd have this ridiculous $20,000 game budget for something tiny, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, game design stuff. You know, I, I loved the I loved when 2D became 3D. I thought that was great. I love when the renderers came in and you could have hyper realistic or you could have cartoony rendered and really creative people made brilliant technology that would even make you know make things sparkly and, and space. Um yeah, d- design-wise, it just I love people innovating, yeah. but I also like new and improved. New and improved also Both works, yeah. you know? Keep a little bit from the old stuff, but also try to keep on going because, you know, you have to go with everyone. Otherwise, you stay behind and that's not what you want. Um, <clears throat> okay, and then the the third subject is prediction for the future of gaming in the next 15, 15 years. Five, 15 years. Um, so first one for the people who are watching right now. Uh, what is your prediction for the future in gaming? And then we're talking about like five till 15 years. What would you think will happen? While you guys are typing that, I will ask you exactly the same uh, prediction. What, what what do you think will happen? So are you asking the audience? You're asking me. I'm asking you and I've, I'm, okay. I've asked the community. You're asking the audience. All right. So everybody else. Yeah. Look, guys, NFTs are here. Cryptocurrency has arrived play to earn is the new thing it's coming in you know um i i foresee and this is why i'm working on the time raiders game Mm -hmm. okay so it really kind of you know crypto brought this play to earn thing um you know axie infinity was one of the you know one of the one of the the biggest ones zed run the horse game another one um who do it well there are a lot of junky games out there as well um but you know they're making these games that are very play to earn specific mm-hmm. and have their own issues but the comp, what what we're doing in time raiders i think we're at the like when i got was at the start of playstation and consoles coming around i'm so excited to be in this industry at the minute yeah. okay because the marriage of play to earn and free to play i think is the is the it's the now and it's going to be the future it's going to be the next 5 to 10 years for sure, maybe even 15, although who knows what's going to come in next. It goes quick. <laughs> yeah. So I call it free to play to earn. Okay. okay. So, and, and, um, or play and earn. So you're in this game, you're really engaged, you're playing it, you're fully enjoying it. You're, you're like, and then, you know, you get to the end of the level and whatever, and you get all the stuff and then you have a look at your stuff and you go, oh my goodness, I just made 20 bucks. That's that's what everyone wants, right? Right yeah. now, suddenly that gets you thinking, right? Yeah. Now you know maybe in the West, maybe that's just pocket money, you know. Like you know, my, my, one of my business partners, Simon, he says, you know, if my son can get enough money for his vape liquid playing a game, he'd be he'd be ecstatic, you know. And um, 
and I do not condone vape liquid. No. And, um, <clears throat> you know, but like, like in other areas of the world, yeah. you know, in the Philippines and Vietnam and, you know, in, 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 in countries where $20 a day staying home playing a video game that's more than they can earn from like almost a normal job so why not i mean some places some places 20 bucks a day instead of going out and slaving you know somewhere exactly you know they get to stay home and and play the game of course they're playing the game differently you know over here we're we're playing we're having fun and we happen to earn something that's exciting the only problem with that can be that that can be overextended as well or you know that people will get put into like you know you play the game and get money for me you know it can also be a bad thing in a way and then yeah and you have to be careful for like um because i i was already like well i say quote addicted to you know world of warcraft and i didn't earn anything about it but if that happens that you earn something then it can be you know you have to really look at your child like come on don't play too much because then it can be too much but i think that's for everything there's always like a too much if it's too much. There's always a too much, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, learn, you know, everything, everything in moderation. Right. You know, but, you know, I, I really see play to earn as the future of oh, gaming. Yeah. I see, you know, it's it's is it going to replace free to play or is it going to replace subscription models and season passes and simple simple make a game buy a game is it going to replace that i don't know it is definitely coming up alongside it it's gonna grow it's gonna grow exponentially and the business model is fascinating from the from the um from the side i mean time raiders you know we we've made our own currency it's called expendium Mm -hmm. and in time raiders but but instead of creating a world where um Axie Infinity, you have to buy a couple of axes and not everybody can afford them. No. In order to get into the game to make money, Time Raiders, we've we've taken that barrier away. We've merged free to play with play and earn. Well then I'm already gonna like stop you because we will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm quickly checking with the chat because um people say uh NFTs, VR uh, some, a lot of people agree with you as well and uh, talking about already a lot of money earned because of games uh, so yeah nice um, good to see that and for me well be, for some years ago I said VR then VR was a thing but I was never very excited about it myself uh, definitely like the early days because you got nauseous if you done it um, oh. and me as a streamer I also didn't like it because I didn't really good, could you know People couldn't see me because they had a thing on my head. So that was not working. Um, yeah, I think I have to go with all of you because in the end, it is something that is, it just goes. Like the whole blockchain gaming and, and, and it is, it's, it's going so fast uh, that I am even like, well, I don't know anything about it. I need to, you know, look into it because it's, it's new, but it's also something that will happen and more and more. I think it solves a problem. Just, I'm really interested in it because it solves this issue. Okay, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're playing, you're playing um, League of Legends, or you're playing. Um, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the game. Rainbow Six. Uh, what? What is the? Uh, it'll come back to me in a second. Okay. Anyway, you're playing League of Legends or or Call of Duty or or whatever. You're playing something, right? And you get a rare item. Mm-hmm. 
really rare. There's only 10 of them in the whole game. You're like, wow, I found a rare item, man. This is worth hundreds of dollars, right? But it's only perception. You can't actually sell it. Mm -hmm. You have to like try to swap it. You can sell it for in-game currency to somebody else, but you can't make money out of it. And you paid money to get to the point where you've got this item. You can't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. You could risk going to an off-game black market and trying to sell it privately and hoping that the person is honorable and they say, okay, I'm going to press the send money button at the same time button. Oh, Oh, it malfunctioned. I'm sorry. Thanks for the night. Bye. Yeah. You know, and um, it solves that everything. It actually is a rare item because it's an in-game utility NFT. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it looks pretty and there's only 10 of them. And it is actually worth a few hundred dollars. And that's cool because then you get more excited to play the game. And exactly like now, if you're super excited about something rare, it's like, yeah, cool, but can't do much about it. But then it's like double cool because, oh, yes, you can really earn something about it. And and it's like real instead of indeed the shady websites that get an item. (laughs) You know, I mean, I mean, we we kind of poked fun at the shady websites. Yeah. In the Time Raiders game, we created our own marketplace in the game, which okay. is called the Black Market. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be a very shady overall thing because you guys could have seen it a bit. Um, before we do that, so we're going to talk a little bit about Time Raiders. Um, and what is the story behind Time Raiders? Okay, well, I mean, guys, the reason why I'm able to tell you about the future of gaming is because you can see my surroundings. I am, I'm living in the future at the minute. Um, I've come back today in order to be able to do this call with you and talk with you. Um, you know, Time Raiders is all about jumping across space and time to alternate realities, alternate universes. So imagine going back to England in World War II, but the Germans actually invaded on land in England. Like that's where the game starts. Yep. Okay, which which we'll be able to see. <laughs> you guys gonna see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my okay. god. Okay. So like, so we we're picking. All, we're going all through history. We're picking all these fantastic times and eras. You know, imagine being able to go back to to the JFK assassination day and pre- prevent the assassination. Yeah. You know, things like that. But all the while that you're doing it, you are hunting for treasure, literal treasure, because in game. Every item is an NFT or you're getting Expendium, which has real world value. So everything that you do earns Expendium. And within the game, you can also spend Expendium to improve things. So you could you could find the rarest item in the game and maybe it's worth hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars even to, to the right person. And you can sell it on the black market and make money off of it. But you could also get something that's not rare yet mm-hmm. and you can use the expendium that you earn in the game to upgrade it and upgrade okay. it and change it and and customize it and upgrade it to make a rare extremely rare or even one of a kind nft that has in-game utility okay. everything that you improve makes the treasure hunting easier and and so the more treasure you hunt the more money you make the more you want to play and that's basically that's time raiders in a okay nutshell. interesting interesting it's the greatest treasure hunt across all space and time oh and people like that um can you tell a bit more about the journey of the game design for a blockchain game okay well look 
it's very <laughs> interesting. Uh, Web two is what we call the existing gamers, uh, all the way up to free to play console subscription gamers, etc. Mm -hmm. Web three is what we call this next generation of gamers who are playing things like Axie Infinity, Zedron, etc. Okay, Web three guys are very crypto. They understand how to get a wallet how to move currency around, how to take currency back into a bank account, et cetera, et cetera. The Web2 games are looking at crypto and going, isn't this just a way for companies to make money off of us? Yeah. And this is funny. So we are, we're, trying to, we're trying to bridge the gap mm -hmm. between Web2 and Web3. We're designing very carefully. I have come out of a free-to-play background over the past five years. And so I came out this looking at all of the problems that currently exist in web three games and how do we bring web two gamers safely into a web three environment where they'll trust the game they'll enjoy the game and then as i say they're enjoying the game they're having fun and then they realize oh my goodness i just made 20 bucks or, 50 bucks, or 100 bucks yeah and meanwhile the web three gamers who are a bit savvy they're saying hang on there's no barrier to entry for this game What's the, let, we should try this game out. You know, I don't need to spend a hundred bucks to get it, you know? So we designed the game very cleverly to sit in between the two and be one of the forerunners of these types of game that I call free to play to earn. Mm -hmm. And um, so the story, we, we, because we're like, well, NFTs are treasure, Expendium, our currency is treasure. It's real world treasure. And, you know, we th we were inspired by that old movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Mm -hmm. And I was also inspired by Terry, by, uh, Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. Okay. You know, where they've got the map that has holes in, and they're able to go around time very, very easily. And the, and the latest thing that the Loki uh, miniseries on, um, on, on Disney Plus you know, I was inspired a bit by that too. Okay. So I brought those, we brought those together into this jumping around space and time, hunting for treasure, which is literal treasure in the real world. Nice. But we wanted to make the gameplay very engaging. So basically our joke is this is Diablo with guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I said yesterday directly like, hey, or two days ago, that is like a sort of Diablo feeling. And then you said, guys said, yep. Yeah, oh. exactly. So the gameplay's pick up and play. It's really simple to 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 get into it. If you've ever played something like Diablo, League of Legends, you know, keyboard and mouse, From above, you're in, yeah. or console, you know, a, a controller, you're in. You can play very easily, yeah. and you know, it's got aim with one, move with the left hand, aim with the right, and very very simple. Yeah, in terms of that. But then the complexities begin. The rest comes. Oh, we're going to see that. And um, what part of Time Raiders is the most exciting? That, you know, that's a really interesting <laughs> question. You know, I, I'm, 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 a bit of a, I'm a bit of a geek. I love the whole... <laughs> I like the hub. Okay. I like the upgrade system. I like the... I found a bunch of treasure... And, and amongst the treasure, you also find these little bits and pieces of this and that and called materials. But you can combine the materials in the hub to upgrade your character and your armor and make your gun better and make your technology better. And then you go back into the game. And of course, the game is great. You know, it's Diablo with guns. It's yep. 
easy, you know, you're, you're exploring the map. It helps you with the objectives, but you can also go off, off map if you want. We're hiding secrets everywhere that we can for people to find and go, hey, you know, the, you know, the first person to find this, they might get the first pick at the best NFT. Awesome. You know? Nice. So, so you guys have to not only stay on the path, but also look around. Yeah, definitely and look around. Of course, the most important question, when can people start playing the game? Okay. We, we, uh, we got ourselves into a beta phase a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, so we had a live beta. Um, we are preparing as we speak, we're preparing what is going to be like a, a launch beta. Okay. We, sorry, we had a closed beta. We're not going to have a live beta Mm -hmm. and that is coming up. Um, oh, I think we're pushing for Easter. You know, I have to say, you know, getting blockchain and computer game technology to talk to each other securely uh, so that somebody doesn't pretend they're you and jump in your game and take your stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, the blockchain is hilarious. It's like the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, when is money involved, people go nuts. I mean, you know, we yeah. launched Expendium, you know, last year, uh, you know, around March, February time. We launched Expendium. I'm telling you, within minutes, somebody had a fake Expendium site up. And, yeah. and they did, they, sadly, they lured a few people to part with, money for 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 junk anyway yeah it's a wild wild west so you know we have one of the best blockchain teams of secure teams but the whole point i'm saying is it's been taking a little bit longer (laughs) partially because we want to make sure it's a safe experience for everybody you know but guys, I think, well, you guys are running, a, you're giving some some beta oh, keys. Oh, yeah, we do have a giveaway for closed beta, yeah? 10 beta keys, you can see it in the chat. Um, what you have to do is follow at Playtime Raiders and, of course, at PvP Game Hub on Twitter and share one of the posts about this live show that we're doing now with the hashtag um, XPND beta key uh, and hashtag PvP Game Hub. And... You can also read that in the chat right now. And for the people who are now uh, listening, well, also check the chat or check the Twitter. Then you will also see this. Um, I will say, let's play because enough talking, we want to play. And I mean, sorry, everyone, the show goes a bit longer because we had so much to talk about and, I'm, and I love it. And it's great because like I can look at the time and I'm like, yeah, let's just now play the game. Uh, we're just gonna do that so um let me check we're going to a different screen ha that should be the good one there we go i will put the sound on because um yeah uh, it was uh, before quite loud so i had to change that ah there we go we got some sound i will put not too loud or well it's still loud Okay, this should be better, otherwise we can't hear you guys, you anymore. So, welcome Time Raider, this is going to be the first time. Uh, since this is your first time around, your first Raider is on me, have your pick. Um, well, sorry, this is easy, I go for the nun. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you can check quickly, it shows that it's a distant killer, fast movement, decent style, low HP. That's not great for me. Um... We're known for keeping away at the back of any battlefield, making use of high vantage points and long open planes to make use of their long distance capabilities. Um, the skills can fire scope and long range weapons, climbs on vine. Okay, let's check quickly him. 
A standard soldier, and he is wide range of weapons, can do grappling hook jumps. Can I still go for the woman? Let's go. Alright, we go travel. You guys hear the sound and can see everything? In the meanwhile, Matthew, when I'm playing, you can definitely talk about it while I'm like focused on London 1942. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, we see Hitler directly, so... Welcome to this game! <laughs> do you guys see and hear everything? I guess so. And Matthew, we do still see you, by the way, then you know that. We see and hear you, or at least when you have... Uh, with him. Okay, I can walk around, as you can see, like a sort of a Diablo feeling. Um, and I have to pick up the gun here. Whatever. So now I got a handgun. I can move around with my right mouse button and I can shoot with my left. So let's move around a little bit. Lovely weather. The moment when you turn like this, automatically the camera turns with you. Now I want to like check everything because you know, like, you know, you don't want to miss anything. Ah, uh, pick up the grenade place under the street light. Uh, is that like here? Underneath the street. Oh. Oh, I'm shooting. Yeah. And I directly click... Uh, here it is. I click uh, R to reload. Because that's automatic. What do I always do? Um, okay. I got the grenade, I think. Yes. I can't go here. can't go here. So I'm just going to go wherever I can go. Oh. No. You might have to tell me where to go before I, like, do something with <laughs> As it's a tutorial, go ahead and just follow. Follow. There aren't things hidden around in the tutorial, so just follow. Oh. I think we need to blow something up to progress. Oh, I have to blow things up? Oh, okay. Found it. <laughs> uh, aim, then fire pistol. Left mouse button, right. Okay, you can reload your weapon. Oh, with the R thing. <laughs> yeah, with the R. Kill the Nazi soldiers. Sweet. Okay, we see there. So we... Oh, I think... Uh oh I think I still have the... I want my gun. Where's my gun? I don't have a gun anymore. This is a problem. Help. Help. I need to go back. I have no gun. Oh, no. You should, you should still have the gun. You must have... I dropped it, probably. Yeah, now the, the Nazis are going to kill me. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I fall off this thing the whole time. Oh no. Oh. Oh. This is bad. Of course I start over. Oh no, don't fall off again. Yes. <laughs> oh, punch them. No, it's not. I have no grenades left. Believe me, this is harder to walk than you can imagine. I might die, so I'm running back. I hope my gun is somewhere around. I probably dropped it somewhere. But where the mouse scroll to get your gun back. Use the mouse scroll. Oh my god, thank you. Now I can shoot the Nazis. Alright, let's go. Come. There you go. One down. Oh. Now I'm clicking other stuff on my screen. Okay, he dead. He dead. Nice. Ah, reloading. Okay, we're we're we we kill them. We kill them. All right, something is showing. 
Oh, I see what I've done. I scroll the mouse button in these. Yep. Anything interesting here? Mm, no. I, oh, when I... Is it true? When I have a gun... Did go, I over to the, go over to the vines. Go climb up the vines. Oh. Yes, I'm just need some help with this. How do because, I... because you're the nun, you need to go to the... So you hold the right mouse to aim and you shoot with the right button, okay? But go over to the vines to the right of that building. Because where you were going is where... Uh, oh, Jason character. Yeah. But if you Climb go up, up the middle, lines. yeah. You can't I don't you can't get across there because you're the wrong character. Yeah. <laughs> so my character cannot do that, but she can do yeah, This is it. What we've done is to get each of the characters has um each of them have um different um expertise. And yeah. so hers is climbing. Okay. Because nuns are good at climbing. <laughs> Just to climb out of the windows. Okay, so don't go there anymore. Oh, hello. Alright, you're through. I'm watching the stream. Reload. Oh, oh, they're down. Okay. Alright, you're good. Avoid detection. Stay out of the shirt light beam. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh yeah. well, that went great directly. Okay. Uh, no. How do I do that? Uh, shoot. Shoot where? The guys. The guys? Oh, okay. Yeah, they got me. Okay, come to me. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, you, you disappointed, but I cannot allow you to die. Okay, I'm running. I am just. Okay, this is where you stay out of the place. Okay, oh. so a little stealth here. Get behind the, the, the boxes. Oh, behind the boxes. Okay. Ah, get behind. No. Oh, I need to shoot. It's. I have to get used to shooting. Well. Okay, find it. Can pick that up, and I can pick that up. Okay. Okay, so I got. Oh, there's like a healing. Nice. You need that. <laughs> I need that. Yes. Okay. F. No. Q. No. I'm reloading my gun. Okay. Fine. Oh, do I have to go? Yay. Do I have to go in between this? Well, get the medikit because I think you need it. I need what? Okay, I think I got go, it. Go back. Go back. <clears throat> yeah, you're a little bit. Of course, we're behind. Oh, this is not where I have to go, probably. Oh, there's also a thing. Taking it. Bye. Oh, 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 oh! I should not be here. Whoa, came back. It's funny because like you're looking at the game while there, uh, well, there's like a little bit behind. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay, so it's like boxes, boxes? Trying to help. Um, I'm trying to see how I get up here. Oh, maybe I have to go this way. Oh, I had to. Yep, there we go. Down. Dead. Next one. Down. Nice. Yeah, I, I do get slowly the hang of it. I just have to, like, find my way. It is your first time, fair enough. Oh, oh yeah. Can, yeah. I can go up again. Perfect. This looks funny. Okay, we're on this. Uh, by the way, I have not checked the time for how long we're playing, so I have to keep an eye on that. Switch to Jason. Oh, no, I don't want to play Jason. You have to play Jason. You have to free him, I think. Uh, oh, I could do that. That's cool. Um, there yeah, you because go. I can't. I don't think I can't go through this. 
But it would show me something to do, but I don't know. Now I think you can kill the guy. Kill where? Okay, you can't switch to Jason yet. Or did you kill the guy on the spotlight? Okay. I don't know. I'm like down below again. So I'm going up this again, but I don't think I can go through. No, you need Jason for that, and then he unlocks the gate. It, we have to find and release Jason. Oh, but Jason is somewhere around. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's me shooting. Let's find Jason. I'm not sure how we're going to find Jason, but let's see behind everything. Just see how far I can reach and go. Huh? <laughs> no. you're, doing, you're doing very well. I'm, I'm not giving you a whole lot of... Uh whole lot of instruction because it's 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 a first time user experience. Oh no oh Jason where you at? Where you at? Is he like hitting into hidden? Uh I need one of my team to remind me where he yeah. actually is. Where's Jason? Someone on my team type to me where he actually is. Oh I can't go up there because I need Jason for that. <laughs> oh, no, they're shooting on me. We, ju we just want to find where Jason is. I can't remember where he is. Oh, we need to go up and kill the sniper, don't we? And Jason's up there. Yeah, but how do I get up there? Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, Search over there. Ah! We got to go up behind him. Oh, oh I need to kill. Right, that's where we got to go. That's where we find Jason. You're doing, you're doing very well, but you gotta, yeah, stay out of the way. Okay, the, the, the thing is, I have to right, go, back go, go back left again and go up the vines again, I think. Find the old left. Find him. Yeah. Okay. The moment when I'm there, I'm not sure where to go. Alright, do you remember where the vines were on the other side of the buses? You're still over by the, uh, Oh, oh, I should go totally back, back. Yeah, yeah, go, go back there. John, where, how do we get behind Jason again? I can't remember. Uh, ladder behind Sniper. Go up the ladder, maybe. Yeah, but the, there's a ladder, like, here. Oh. There's a ladder here, but I can't get that one. No, we've got that one. I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, it's okay. <laughs> this is this is normal for me as well. Like when I play video games, I'm always okay. It's good. You're exploring. And and can you go back down by the sandbags? Like how far back, by the way? I'm going to go this way back. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure if this is like I'm going full full back. But I'm not sure. Yeah, this is the guy we need to sneak up behind. Uh, the ladder you can't access to the right of the sandbag. So go back to the sandbag area where you kill two Nazis. Okay, I'm going totally back. I go. Okay. I, I keep forgetting the stream is. A, yeah. A, like, a so I'm behind the sandbags, indeed. Okay. Um, oh wait, I can't go to the right side. Hey, hey, we found it. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. Ooh, right there is Jason. Yeah. Right here. Down. Killed him. Oh. 
I like a fire sniper, press F near to mark on the ground. F. Ooh! Okay, and then you can open the gate. Uh, which is probably the F button. This one? Oh, F. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no, it's not the one. Yeah, you got it. No, I need to click Q. Okay. No. I cannot... I have to go on the sh shoot at... Uh... Right, you got him. Sorry, I'm, because this, the Twitch stream is a little bit behind. So, go, yeah, if you go to the gate. Oh, in sniper mode. Turn around. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not working. Can I do it different? Oh, wait. Shoot. Maybe I can shoot from here. Because I was in sniper mode, but it's not working. Yeah. Oh. Got it? No. I was in sniper mode, but that was not working. Hey. Uh, you were facing the wrong way, apparently. Face the other way. Where to snipe? On the slot, on the the key? Kill the deuce, it will be killed in sniper mode. You're gonna kill the deuce. Go back, go back and go back to the thing and, and hit the... Uh, go back to the sniper square and hit the button again. Huh? So I'm in sniper mode now, yeah? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm slightly behind it's you. It's okay. <laughs> no? You're trying to shoot that kid. Okay, so you're in sniper mode. Right, where does she need to go, John? She, turn, turn this, keep, turn around the sniper mode. Keep going. Should be looking over, out over the buses. Over the buses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So turn it around, all the way around. And then shoot where? Right, you got it. You're in. Okay, you're out. No, I'm definitely behind you. You're trying to shoot the lock in my yeah. yeah, but no, no, no. I'm looking yeah, over the buses. Once I catch up, I can help. I'm looking over the buses. Okay, alright. Where is it? There were some enemies to kill to the left a little. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Found them. I killed them. It's the alleyway. Yeah, I killed them hey. already. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm being instructed. <laughs> Just to show off the sniper mode. Oh, okay, right. It just shows off the sniper mode. Okay. So come out of sniper mode, then. Out of sniper mode, yeah. Oh, you got him. Well. Okay, then, once you come out of sniper mode, you can go to the gate and speak to Jason. Go to the gate. Go to the gate. Which gate? Oh, here. Ah, he was on the other side. Nice. Oh, hello. I opened it. Hey, Jason. You? No, I'm, I'm... Oh, oh. Okay, there's a gate with a wooden plank. Are you there? Yeah, I already am with him. Oh, good. He's not talking. I don't want to shoot you, Jason. He's with you now, so he's going to follow you. Oh, he's so, following me. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to switch characters with him. Okay. John, what's the switch button? Switch button? See on the left? Yeah, but which one is the switch button? Press F to add Jason. Okay. No, I'm behind you. The tab button should switch oh, tab. Oh yeah, now I'm chasing. Yep. Okay, so now you'll be able to cross the gap with his grappling hook. Oh yeah, now she's following me. Okay, cool. I can't open this, by the way, the treasure. <laughs> That's because we're saving that, because no. you're going to come back to the tutorial level no, as a secret level at a later time. So that, that's a little that's a little tricky for, for later. Okay. Because it's got a lock on it, and you need the lock. You need the spy who's capable yeah. of picking locks. So you oh, gotta go. Okay. You play it further level, and you get the spy. Okay, 
Okay, I'm up, but of course he has to go through the other way. Yep. Oh yeah, he can he can go like this. Oh yeah, when I tap, I'm now with her. Wanna see if I can do both, I'm not really sure. I'm gonna try something. I don't know if Jason is still around there, but... Then open the gate from the other side with Jason. Oh, with Jason, okay. Oh, Jason is already in here. Okay, tap, and then go here. Open. Okay, we're good. Follow me! Yeah. Yay! By the way, I need to look at the time. Okay. Well done. It's uh, We've been playing for like 15 minutes, so... Oh, well, uh, I think... Before I knew it, the time goes very quick now. So We're that's a good 20 thing. Minutes over, apparently. That's a good thing, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going back to. Uh, I will. I will. And um, the sound of the game. Otherwise, we keep on going like that. Um, so with that, wow. Uh, before you know it, the time goes over it. But of course, we had a longer chat before. But that's nice because we want to know everything. Um, so thank you, Matthew. Where can they find you if they want to follow you? Right. Um, um, do we, um, somebody's got, um, somebody's got all the, um, <laughs> Carlos, did you send all of the, um, yeah, there they go. Okay. So we've got discord time Raiders here. We've got Twitter, play Time Raiders. We've got Telegram, me at Time Raiders. Mm -hmm. And Linktree is also just simply Time Raiders. If you want, I can post it into, well, repost it into the Telegram chat. Mm -hmm. So you can copy it across for everybody. Perfect. And then I've posted it here as well in case you want to put it up for everybody on the Twitch stream. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, then... I will quickly uh, go to the last part to end of me. Well, thank you, Matthew, so much. I really, really had fun. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm going to do an ending. And I see you maybe uh, somewhere in the gaming world because, you know, it's small and a big world at the same time. Yeah, fantastic. Guys, everybody, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and enjoy Time Raiders. We will. I mean... Before you know it, the time is gone. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then, yeah, what's coming up next is in two weeks, most likely, a community building in the gaming industry. So, that's the next subject we're going to talk about. Um, my name is, is Marcella V. still. It didn't change. Um, I am, well, I really hope you enjoyed watching this, listening to this, and... Um, if you ever have stuff, you'd be like, hey, I want to know more about that. Let us know, because we always love input from the community. Um, and that's perfect for the next time, community building in the gaming industry. So thank you all so much. Um, for me, it's dinner time, so that's what I'm going to do now. And thank you all for everyone who is also watching in on Twitch. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the love. Um, and I will see you probably very soon again. Ciao, ciao. Bye.